Uh, this is Victor because Rick's has very low energy right now. Dude, I don't know what you're talking about. This is episode 18, <laughs> and today we start off a little all over the place. I, w- I want to talk about a certain, you know, contemporary world issues going on, but we end up deviating to Victor's dog almost dying, but it's hilarious. No, he didn't almost die. It's hilarious because he didn't almost die, so don't worry about it. Cheerio. Cheerio. And then we switch a little bit back to some bullshit about politics. And for a very really, for a stint, for a stint, it doesn't really go anywhere. And then we just we're not, we're not feeling it. And then we just talk the rest of the time about uh, high school and college, a lot and of booze, a lot why, of booze. Why does it always revolve around a lot of booze? You know, and stories, booze, <laughs> booze yeah. and stories. This whole episode is like a uh, high school college specialty. Specialty, we get there of eventually. Booze. Yeah. Uh, of booze, so we hope you. Enjoy. No, you can't do it. You gotta do it like this. So, with that being said, we hope you. En- no, with that being, <laughs> with that being said, enjoy episode number eighteen of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. Does that look? Sorry, not all of us can be professionals. <laughs> Yeah, bring me up to speed. Bring me up to speed on Charlottesville. Is that uh, what you're referring to? Well, I don't necessarily want to do like a recap of the news, oh, but it's right. just like I mean, you heard of the that the Barcelona, Spain. I was did hear about that. The well. uh, I heard uh, a car crashed into people. Yeah, it was. A, I think I f- believe. Oh no, I'm still listening. Oh, just oh. mind. Just tell the fucking story. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> Basically, a van. Sorry, we don't mean to make light Just, of this topic. Okay, so a van sound. Anyway, yeah, van rammed into a crowd of people. Thirteen people are dead right now. A bunch of people wounded. Um, yeah, it's crazy stuff, man. Uh, so on a more uh, not so depressing note, mm. so I come home today, and oh, we're we're doing a ninety. Uh, yeah. All right. Cool. So I come home today, or I get a text message from my mom as I'm, like, out and about, and it says, Doggy ate chocolate, taking him to Wheaton Clinic, don't tell dad yet. <laughs> and so I I get home a few minutes before my mom, my brother, and my sister get home. And so what happened was, I guess, like, my... Someone took the gate away from my sister's room because she's home right now, not in Europe. Okay. So somewhere amidst taking the gate and moving it somewhere else and some other gate that blocks the door from what, like, just weird. I don't know. Someone wasn't paying attention. And my sister, like, ran out because she had to go to work, but then she didn't because she went with them to the dog place, the vet. And so apparently he ate some chocolate that was my sister's that she, like, left on the floor in her room. And my mom and my brother hear, heard my dog, like, just like a like a slurping sound. Oh, no. <laughs> and so they go in and they see that he had eaten chocolate. Yeah. And so I don't know how much. Actually, yes, I do. It was, um, you know those little containers of chocolate-covered espresso beans? Not really. They're, like, little, like, like maybe four by four. 
four by three inches, like four inch, four by four, and then like three inches deep or something like that. I don't know. You can get them at like Trader Joe's or random other places. Okay. But they're chocolate covered espresso beans. So he had chocolate and a shit ton of caffeine. <laughs> and he ate like half of it. Oh my and God. so they take him to the vet and they come back and I'm like, what happened? And so they tell me that that happened and they had to like induce vomiting for him. And uh, he comes in and he, and he kind of looks like. He looked – I don't know how to describe the look on his face. It was like, uh, I kind of got in trouble and right now I'm suffering the consequences. That was like the look of his face because he just slowly sat down and he wasn't so energetic and well, yeah. uh, or as rambunctious. And he's got like this black stuff on his leg. Okay. Or like I'm, – I'm like, what is this stuff? And there's like some stuff that dripped I guess on the floor and my mom's like, oh, yeah, we did induced vomiting for him. And the vet also had him eat some like – like charcoal oh, yeah, yeah. to help absorb anything else that might be in his system. So he had like charcoal like on his legs from licking or maybe he threw up a little bit of it. I don't know what the case is. But I'm like petting him and my brothers made a joke like, oh yeah, it's funny because, you know, I bring him into my car for a car ride and the next thing you know is because <laughs> uh, he never goes in my brother's car at all. Oh, he just man. thinks like, oh, car ride. And then like, okay, now I have to associate this, this red Volvo with vomiting of course um but he's just lying on the floor and i just thought it was so funny because just dogs are silly a little goofball a little cheerio well i'm glad that you guys caught it that could have been yeah that could have been that a tragic been, end to your, yeah your that story couldn't be that, that, that could have ruined our episode man yeah but that happened and once that happened i was like this is gonna be a great story um, but it was just really, it was funny for me to see him like coming in the house and then kind of like, yep, I'm just going to lie here. I don't feel too good. And, uh, it's all my fault. <laughs> but well, yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad he's doing okay. That's man. what happened when I came home today. Yeah. What? I shared my segment, my little story. Okay. Well, that was quite delightful. I don't really have anything too pressing. Oh my god! You don't have oh too depressing? No. Well, no, too pressing. Oh, I do have. I do have depressing. What? Well, no, because my dog had died from eating something bad. Oh my gosh! I don't mean to that laugh, was, uh, but I'm just like this is a very depressing. That was Snoopy. Yeah. Segway. That was that was our family's last dog. Wait. Oh, Snoopy, the one before uh, Pogo. Pogo. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I got names mixed up for a second. So, but that was... I didn't know that. That was like seven. I thought he just died because it was old. Seven or eight years ago. No, he ate something. Don't know what he ate. Oh, you don't... Are you, so but it's not it chocolate was for sure. No, it was outside, so oh. it was likely something. How do you know it was for sure he ate something? The vet said it was something he ate? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what it appeared to be. Like, what's that? The cause of death? Toxicology to report. Toxicology report. Exactly. Rabid squirrel. <laughs> Rabid squirrel. I've been watching uh, on YouTube. Actually, for some reason, they have episodes of uh, Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen on there, and I've kind of been binge watching some of the earlier seasons. I never watched that show. Uh, it's it's interesting and a kind of turn off your brain kind of. I actually saw way. a clip. He does the same thing, but with children, and he's like super, like, oh, don't worry, you'll tr- you'll get it next time. Like he's very loving and oh, like understanding. Yeah. And why I are you that crying? Was I thought that was no, it was him. Was he's like, why show. are you crying? You should be proud of this. This was good. You can do like yeah. And then it was another clip of him with adults, like 
just swearing every other word out of his mouth, screaming at people, like, throwing things, making fun of everybody. Totally. People like personalities, man. But no, that's what I was going to talk about, was the the chaos when it comes to world affairs, but you, you wanted to take another... No, we can come back to it. Well, you didn't seem very interested because you... You abruptly ended the conversation. Zigzag, so. zig. Let's get back into it. I'm listening. No, I just wanted to get your take on it. What your what? If you had heard anything about it, at all, all I knew. I mean, and from the Charlottesville too. We talked about that before. All I know, as I bring up Instagram the, the, for oh Jerry God. News, uh, just like car ran into people in Barcelona. That's all I know. I don't know anything else. I was hoping that you would have more information. No, I mean, I, I've just been thinking how fascinating it is that these groups have existed for a long time. And I'm thinking of, particularly in the, the U.S. with the Charlottesville, like, KKK, neo-Nazi rallies, that those groups have existed. <laughs> Sorry, like, I'm smiling. I have, to, I have to stop you real quick because as I was just scrolling through to see if I could find the article, I see on Fuck Jerry a meme that says... Public trust with bars, Trump twenty four percent, gas station sushi twenty six percent. Okay, so, um, that pauses me looking through memes. Okay, phone shutter and phone down. I'll let you retake control of the conversation. No, I'm listening. You've been, I had been to, directing it since, so I'm I cool. had to. No, no, no. I had to. Okay, see. I'm cool with whatever. I'm listening man. again. I'm cool. All right. Well, what do you want to talk about? I was listening, but I had to stop because there was something. There was something funny that I needed to share. I'm waiting for you to start talking, otherwise I'm just going to scroll through my memes. HBO had another leak again. Yeah, I heard about that. You told me on the car right over here. I know. They've been having a rough year. Um, the same a good year. Tell me something interesting, or we can just resort back to high school stories. <laughs> oh my god, no more high school or stories. Or college stories. No. Uh, let's tell see. Tell you something interesting. That is interesting. The solar eclipse is coming? When's the last time that a solar eclipse... Well, you wouldn't know because... 1979. Next question. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've sort of just been absorbed in... I've been. I've just been very fascinated with national news. I think, I think we're heading towards impeachment at some point. Okay, I'm it listening. Matters. It doesn't really matter, though. Why? Don't bring something up and then not talk about it. I'm listening. It's very frustrating that all all news do you I mean do you even remember back when Obama was president what the daily news headlines were it was never about the White House it was it was about whatever the hell was going on you know fires taking place in Montana or something yeah you know just random shit and now every day all we get is this continuing circus oh uh what what's this Manufacturing Council, everyone just saying, see ya, and then he just completely dis, uh, disbanded it, because, like, four, or I don't know how many people, but, like, enough people left where it was like, yep, okay, done with this. Yeah, I mean, he's basically alienating himself from pretty much anyone who has any sort of credibility in the real world. I saw that on a, a press conference, he was saying, like, 
now the what is this called these days? Alternate right, alternate left bullshit. Alt right. Okay, it's been a thing for a couple. Of years. Um, how long has this been a, a trend for? Seven days. Well, okay, <laughs> no, this has been for a while. It used to be the best way that it's been explained to me. Has it used to be a group of people on the internet who used memes and stuff, and and it, they loved their memes, like they loved their <laughs> memes. Okay. Except they were kind of they were racy, you know, they were politically okay. incorrect. Okay. And for that group of people, they turned themselves the alt right, and they were sort of making fun of political correctness. Okay. But then you have all these white supremacist, racist, neo Nazis who say, "Oh, look, they're making fun of minorities. Like, let's join that. Let's group. jump on that." And train. so basically, they've more or less assumed the label of alt-right and they're now out in the open as a like legitimized movement in this country right now white supremacists yeah i saw the press conference he was saying something like um he wasn't defending nazis but he uh was not condemning their behavior he said he said that that the neo-Nazis and KKK's actions were equivalent to the people who were protesting the KKK and neo-Nazis, saying that basically they're both equally wrong in the situation. Right. Yeah. Because in, yeah, I mean, he's framing it and his supporters are framing it in, in the way that people, anyone who protests white supremacists are by default like uber liberal violent extremists which is just silly but i mean that's that's the sort of dialogue that we have right now it's one or the other it was very funny though just to watch fox news oh i'm and sure how they how they interpreted it because all their news has to go through a pro-trump lens it's there's a memo what are you doing don't right now? mind me i was just tightening tightening this up okay you, you've been at it for a while. It I got was, loose. Going, but all right. But they, there was a memo that was that had been released a while back that sort of was showing that all their news, all Fox News's news, has to go through a pro-Trump lens before it goes out into the media. Right. And so, in the past couple of days, they've just shut down all news r- related to Trump. They're not even reporting on him anymore. Fox. Yeah, they're they've changed it to like North Korea, something that liberals are doing wrong, <laughs> more things that liberals are doing wrong. And then, like, state and local outrage issues. Okay. But we just live in so different worlds, dude. I can't get over it. It's really mind-blowing. I was watching a clip on Facebook of this reporter who was black and also Hispanic interviewing two uh, white supremacist people. And they... uh, seriously did not it's so funny because you watch this interview and it's just like are you even hearing yourself can you even hear your, like what you're saying yeah um and he said something like uh, no i this is the first time a black person's ever been on this property i don't i don't i don't eat with them i don't eat with minorities they're impeding on our our white rights which is like okay seriously for what? Since the beginning of man, white people have always like for them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. come on. But then, um, but he says, uh, 
he's saying all this stuff. And it's like, okay, clearly this guy is a racist. And the reporter asked him, like, so would you consider yourself racist? Like, no, I consider myself a very loving person. It's like, you are so just ignorant. Oh, my goodness. But, dude, that's a good portion of the country. I think more than we would dare think about. That there are people who really harbor deep negative thoughts about people, minorities. And they, it, it comes out, like, it comes out. But they consider themselves very loving people, and many of them try I, to be loving I really people. wanted her to follow up by, okay, if you don't consider yourself a racist, how would you define racist? That's what I wanted her to follow up with. I wanted to hear them. I wanted to hear that. Well, like, dude, I mean, like my brother, for example, he would never say that he's a racist. But the things that come out of his mouth are... And that's the thing, too, is I, I think a lot of white people like to justify their racism mm-hmm. because of something that seems to be common, that they notice is a common trend in people of the same color doing a particular thing over and over mm-hmm. again in whatever community that they're living in. So, I don't know. Does that make sense? Yes. I don't know if that yeah. follows, but white people don't like to think of themselves as, as harboring, like, stereotypes. And I think a lot of people, because if you acknowledge that you have stereotypes, then you acknowledge that you in some way are doing something wrong and no one likes to think that they're inherently doing something wrong that like subconsciously their mind operates in a way yeah that creates I got you. bias against other people no one likes to think that and it's a really eye-opening experience when people realize that they are uh racially i don't know i guess racist in some way or another yeah it's complicated. Tell this, me this. about the first time you got really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about the first time, oh, not dude. being really drunk, but tell me about the time you went out, like, it was, like, one of the first few times drinking, and, like, something crazy happened, or maybe nothing crazy happened, but, like, it was a memorable there night. Was, there was a kind of, in hindsight, it was kind of a scary time in freshman year of college oh my gosh in the doors dorms and iowa iowa still had everclear they sell i sold everclear do you have you heard of everclear yeah we drank it i think you were the, oh yeah remember uh that time in i think it was high school when or maybe it was like a summer after freshman year of college it was like you me cooper ruby and will opal had come back and visited and we like oh. went to his grandma's house, oh, like because she wasn't that. there, and yes. he had the key. And but we could only be in like the sunroom because he didn't have the key to the rest of the house. And so we were drinking like shots of Everclear with Sprite. And you were driving because you didn't drink. Yep. And this is when your dad had the Jeep. When you guys had the Jeep, uh, yep. was it a Jeep Cherokee? That was that what it was? It was a four door Jeep. Yeah, it was a four-door Jeep, and uh, Will got really drunk, and we're in front of Cooper's house, and Ruby and Nicole, Ruby was bitching about something, because her style was always get, like, really drunk, and then make a scene, and be a drama queen, and complain about something, and then Nicole shortly followed thereafter, or it would be vice versa, and Will was really drunk, and they were getting out of the car and leaving, and Will was like, hey, Nicole. He, Will was, like, trying to ask her out on a date or, like, kiss her, and he goes, like, hey, Nicole, I'm going to kiss. And he, and then he just, like, 
went like this, like puckered up his lips and just held his his face there at the window. And she was like, uh, no. And Cooper and I were trying to get you to do something. Cooper, I think in particular. And you yelled at it. All of a sudden, I remember I, I had this on this audio recording on my Razor, Motorola Razor somehow. And you were you all of a sudden flipped. You're like, this is my this is my car, Cooper. This is my car. And we were like, okay, Ricks, we know this is your car. All we're saying is, and then like we tried to get you. Yeah, because it was trying to get me to do something illegal. No, it was probably like trying to get you to drive around a bunch more or something. Or like I think it was honestly it was probably trying to like drive us somewhere to go pick up weed. Or something like Probably, that. Probably, yeah. But you were just like, yeah. I thought this was, is my car, Cooper. I like, thought that was like flipped. I thought that was like junior year of high school. Yeah, maybe it was. Uh, no, no, no. This had to have been senior year or freshman year. Because I was, or dr- I was drinking by the end of senior year. I didn't drink until the end of senior year. Yeah. So maybe this was high school. Maybe this was end of senior. year. This was maybe a yeah it was semester of senior, senior year. year. I don't know. But yeah, I was I was a really angsty person back then. Another one that I remember, we were with Jeff, and uh, you had a lot to drink. I had a lot to drink, not as much, and we were at Jeff's place, and we were like, I was like sleeping on the floor. He let you sleep in the bed, I think, or something. That was the first time I drank. Was it? That was the first time I ever drank. And you like started making a bunch of noise or talking and yelling in your sleep. Yeah, you were like yelling in your sleep. I remember that. And then another time, this was winter break, freshman year of college, I believe. <laughs> Do you know what I'm telling, talking you're not about? The story, no. I'm not telling the story. No. I'm not going to go into like detail. All right, I'll say it for another time. Yeah, not not the former. Right. Otherwise, we can go into all of your indiscretions. That would be, I'm sure, equally amusing. I'm listening. I got nothing. But yeah, no, man. That was that that time with Jeff, though. That yeah, was the first time. It was what was it, Smirnoff? I think. I don't know. That shit that you drank in high school when you I don't when know. you get your brother to buy it. Yeah, <laughs> or like someone's brother, friend to buy it. Buy yeah. It, you know. I don't know. Yeah, that was uh, man. I was very resistant to doing anything like that. I didn't like it. Was it was so weird. It seemed like it was a pretty common thing, though, because... To drink, you're saying? Yeah, back in high school, because the coaches would tell everyone on the football team, don't party too hard, kind of assuming that they were already going to be drinking. And for me, it was it always struck me as odd. It's like, what do you mean, don't party too hard? <laughs> that doesn't compute. Like, Does like, not compute. Dance, boop, 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 dan- boop. There's no high school dance or anything yeah. going on. It's like, what do you mean, party? And, I mean, I wasn't that ignorant. I pretty quickly discovered that, you know, oh, this is what it is. Of, all sorts of drinking, especially in the athletic. I remember realm. beginning of senior year, I had my first drink. Like, Jeff gave me, he had like a water bottle of like Hawaiian punch mixed with vodka, and I like, I took a swig of it out of this bottle, yeah, water bottle. And I, he was like, yeah, it's good, right? And I was like, I guess I'd rather just have regular Hawaiian punch, <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> um, I remember drinking it, and it was like, I didn't, I don't know. It was like, eh, okay, I'm good not drinking. I'm all right. But then I remember, like, I I got buzzed for the first time. I think it was in, like, Billy's basement. He, like, grabbed a bottle of his dad's vodka. And I think I, I took, like, two shots of it. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, apprehensive to take a shot because I'd never done it before. I didn't really know how this worked, you know. Yeah. And 
I took it. I think I took a couple of them. I started feeling pretty, very warm. And I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Oh, this is a great story um, on my, at my expense. But the first time I got really, like, trashed was Andy Anderson uh, had a party at his house the weekend in between first and second semester. Mm-hmm. And remember, like, I, I don't know why. Oh, Glenbard, yeah. It was so yeah. stupid because Glenbard West doesn't end your first semester before winter break. It's like, nope, going into January, it's still first semester, but then there's a weird four-day weekend, and then it's second semester. Yeah. And he had a party Friday, Saturday, and Monday night. It was like a four-day weekend. And this was like one of the best. I remember one of the best parties I've been to. One of the days, yeah. Yeah, you went to one of the days. I think I, I was there for like all three of them. And I get there, and I think I was with like, I think I was with like John Cruzen and like, I think I took like a couple shots with Cruzen, a couple shots with I don't know if Paul Waterloo was there or not. I took like a shot with Andy and like a shot with Cooper. I just remember I took six shots in ten minutes, and. I think at this time, I I had to have maybe weighed only like 130 pounds or something like yeah. that. I don't know. I was like still really tiny and um, 120, I don't know. And I, it, it like a ticking time bomb, I just got drunker by the minute. And I was like, whoa, whoa. And then all of a sudden, it was just like... Like a plane just spinning out of control. Like I couldn't even keep my head up. Oh, yeah. And I remember uh, Michelle LaForce was there, and I, like, she sat next to me, and she, like, took care of me, and I just, like, planted my head right next to her on her shoulder, and I, like, I just, like, had the just most, um, how do you, what's the word I'm looking for? Blackout? No. I didn't black out. I remember, it was weird. I remembered that night, some of it. Mm. I, I remembered most of it. I, it wasn't like I woke up and was like, what happened? But, like... I just any direction that you moved my torso or head, it was just completely fall, you know. Um, and then the next night, I remember um, somebody, one of our friends, who I, I this time I won't name him. He was hooking up with one girl, and then like later. He was hooking up with another girl, and the first girl found out that he was hooking up with a second girl and, like, flipped her shit and was, like, chasing him around the house, and then he ran outside, and she chased him outside, and then he ran back in the house, and she, like, tripped over, like, a rock and, like, cut her, like, busted open her chin on the rock or something like that. And then the next day, the afternoon, Jeff and I went to Flips, and we're, like, sitting there eating, and all of a sudden, he just got up and just ran in the bathroom. I was like, what the heck? I'm like, Jeff, what are you doing? And he's like, that girl is here from the party. That girl happened to walk into flips the next day also, oh or like two days later or something, whenever we were there. Yeah. And then one of those nights, I think it was the third night, I was like a little drunk, and I remember taking the fire extinguisher off the wall oh and like debating like, am I going to do it? Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes or no? And I sprayed the fire extinguisher for like, maybe just like two seconds which is a long-ass time for a fire extinguisher. And I didn't know I didn't know how fire extinguishers worked. I didn't know it's just powder that, like, eats up the oxygen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, everyone's coughing and everything. And I remember, like, also uh, just carrying around a knife, like one of those, like, like a steak knife or something fucked up like that. <laughs> but nonetheless, 
bitching four day weekend. That's why high schoolers shouldn't fucking drink. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Because you were everyone's not, you were like, Victor, put down acting. the knife. Yeah, you were not alone in acting psycho though. You hooked up with uh, no, I don't think I did. Oh yes, I did. Yeah, I did. I remember that. Yeah, 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 I did. Uh, it's funny because I was, I was, I was, I was thinking about. of that, but I didn't yes. bring it up. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. There you go. In situations like that, I I won't bring up names. Also, um, like with who what was I was talking to when? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I, I did just mention his name when I was telling the story, didn't I? Yeah, when we were at Flips. <laughs> Whoops. Oh well. Did I do that? <laughs> we have a whatever that's all right that's um yeah, yeah that was fun no man back it was uh it was ever clear in, in freshman year of college though that it was yeah it was uh hawaiian punch and Everclear. my buddy um go ahead hawaiian punch and Everclear. sorry no. i got i no no no. if you have something no 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 go keep going it. it was about Everclear, but i i now remember it but you can keep telling your story <laughs> okay uh, yeah, so I didn't, I think I, that had to have been one of the first times. Are you sure that, that I, no, I wasn't drinking when you guys had Everclear. No, at, no, 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 you were, you were driving. Yeah, so this was the first time I think that I had had Everclear, and I was drinking it like drinking normal vodka. And so I'm hanging out. It does say on the label, like, do not put near fire because there's so much fucking alcohol I mean, in basically, it's... What do you call it? Like hand sanitizers, basically. I know, like, right? Straight up, it's like alcohol. one like, step below hand sanitizer, or like rubbing alcohol. Yeah, rubbing alcohol. That's what I'm thinking of. And I, for whatever reason, not really paying attention. I again, it's the first time I've done it. I I don't necessarily know the how big of a difference the the proofs of alcohol are. Uh, but we're drinking with with four or five friends, and. I was I, I was feeling you know like I'm not really feeling anything for the first hour and so I'm drinking and I drink like half the bottle of Everclear. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not fucking kidding you. And so I'm like, okay. And then suddenly it, like the first wave hits me. Yeah. And I'm sitting down I'm like, whoa, I'm, uh, I'm drunk. Um, all right. I'm going to go. I stand up. The next thing I remember is waking up in a pool of my own vomit. Oh, gross. Oh, it was the worst thing. Wow. And apparently what had happened is I had stood up, and that's when I lost consciousness. I walked outside, slumped against a wall. Someone asked me if I was okay, uh, and just collapsed to the ground. And they took me, uh, a a couple people heard me from the room that I had just come out of, and so they dragged me to They heard you hit the ground, like fall down? Yeah, they heard me hit the ground. They came out, they dragged me to my room, and put me on the ground, like with a garbage can next to me, and I just started throwing up red because and they're just like oh my god is that blood <laughs> is he throwing up blood like yeah. we have to get him to the hospital and uh they realized it was hawaiian uh, punch yeah it was hawaiian punch and so they're just like okay well we'll leave him on the side it was actually kind of irresponsible now that i think about it no because i woke oh. up and there was there was no one else who was around me i could have totally drowned in my own vomit if i had if i had uh gone in my bed. yeah thinking about that now i ha- actually haven't thought about it to this point <laughs> It was it was a good thirty six hours of just feeling like death. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I just. I, I don't think I've ever felt that bad in my life. Wow. It was a mistake that I would never repeat after that. My um, my buddy in college, my uh, fraternity brother Tommy, Tommy G, he made uh, he made what's called Tommy Gun Juice, 
and it was you take a, a five gallon bucket of uh, like a five gallon bucket, um, like a Gatorade bucket, you know, that has the spout on the bottom. Yeah. You know, take one of those, uh, and you can for the alcohol, it's either a handle of vodka, any vodka, or just a fifth of Everclear. Not a, not a, you know, I don't know. I hope they don't sell Everclear in a handle, um, or a bottle of one bottle of Everclear or a handle of vodka, uh, mixed with like several, um, several bottles of, uh, like, uh, oh no, it was water. And then I think we put in water. Yeah, it was water. And then we mixed in a shit ton of like lemonade and limeade concentrate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that sounds... And then... Sounds no, we're not done yet. And then we added, like, several packets of, like, that green powder Kool-Aid mix. Oh, my God. So you have this green drink and then just fill it with ice. This oh. green drink... Dude, it was delicious. It was so delicious. I believe you... It was a bottle of Ever... It was definitely a bottle of Everclear and a handle. I don't know. Maybe it was two handles and two bottles. Like, either or. I don't remember. All I know is that you couldn't taste the alcohol... And you had to watch your consumption because you would get so fucked up off of, like, a few glasses of this thing. Tommy gun juice. It was so great. We had it at every party. What about uh, Jello shots? Oh, we did that, yeah. People, people, I felt like, tried to make Jello shots, and it was always a 50-50 whether or not it turned out just still liquid or it actually turned out. Yeah, no, we did that. Uh, Tommy made those. Actually, I maybe helped him for one of our parties that we had a pledge party we had with another uh pledge sorority group that was pledging the same time as us yeah and they were good i mean it's funny because like college is that perfect time to experiment with all sorts of inefficient ways to consume alcohol oh totally um but it's it's fun to do when you're you know 20 or 19 or whatever and i did i've done jello shots i've done the the fruit soaked in vodka soak fruit in vodka for like 24 hours pretty gross yeah, they do. I'd rather just have regular fruit. Uh, Tommy gun juice. I remember thinking, too, oh, my gosh. Eh. When you go to parties and it's like, we had Keystone Light or McCormick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Eh. Keystone, man. Fucking gross. Ours was uh, Natty, Natty Ice or Natty Light, Natty Ice. Yeah, but I do remember going to parties freshman year. I remember, like, when my parents, when my, my, I think it was my mom, dropped me off at Purdue, and she left. It was just like, wow, complete freedom. Yeah. No checking in, no curfew, none, like, do whatever I want. And so we go to parties, and they would just be like, I would just go fucking nuts. Just go crazy. It was so great. Yeah. And now it's like, yeah, I'd much rather stay home and read a book. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, you've experienced it, you know? You know? You you were no longer constrained. Yeah. I mean, that's I forget what I was going to say. But. Was it had to do with uh, college or alcohol? Probably alcohol. Um, oh, what I was thinking of too. Uh, so this was obviously this was 2006 when we went to college. Prior to smartphones, yeah, I remember I had a little camera like six megapixel camera that also recorded Mm -hmm. and when i'd go out i'd like take pictures and record shit you know what i'm saying like this is before like don't record this or might end up on the internet because that shit didn't really happen at all you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying um i was about to share something i was like "Eh, i'm probably not going actually i will 
I um, I remember holding it in my hand, and I was like at a party, and th- when this happened, I was like, this was the, maybe the first or second weekend of college, and when this happened, I was like, college, fuck yeah! I I remember standing there talking to these girls, and uh, all of a sudden, I think one of them was lying on a couch. And one of them fell over, and another one was laughing, and or something weird like that. Okay. And they were all like kissing each other for a few seconds, and then I was like standing there, like I just saw this happen, and then one of them grabbed me, I think, and like kissed me, and then another one did, and then like they were all kissing me at the same time, and then it was just a few seconds, and then I remember leaving that party. I was, I remember just thinking to myself like. Like, everything that you see in movies and on, like, MTV and VH1, you know, at the time when you were in high school, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is all real. Every All of this is real, and I'm experiencing it right now. make it real if you just That was pretty it. crazy. Well, that's the, that's the thing, too, is because that's the sort of MTV frat scene was a thing that I never wanted to go near. Oh, I was all about that. When I'm I would sure see that, were. when I would see, like, MTV Spring Break when I was, like, in middle school, I was like, I, how do I get there? How do I get there? For me, it was like, I want no part of that whatsoever. Um, I mean, for me to join a fraternity in the end. Yeah, but you did. Yeah, no. I mean, I just thought it was a very odd... uh, You didn't expect it? Yeah. It was really... Because, I mean, you knew me. It's not like... And and the type of fraternity that I joined, too, it it was more of a socially adept... Yeah, I was probably one of the most socially awkward people there. And so it was It was unusual just being in a scene where, like, people were more like you. Like, just freewheeling, like, willing to just fuck shit up. Yeah. And ex- <laughs> experiment with life. It's and, funny because... Uh, and it was cool for me to, like, see it firsthand because I was like, yeah, no, I... That's I, how... Um, I would never want to do it myself. That's how most of the houses were at Purdue, uh, like, Kappa Sigs or Beta or Fiji. My house was the exact opposite. My house was just filled with characters. Like, so my house at ATO used to be, like, a huge party house. And then, like, in the early 90s, it got shut down for, like, hazing or something like that. And then it got rechartered as, like, a dry house. Yeah. So being a dry house, you attract a lot of people that would not, in any other situation, join a fraternity. But only there because no alcohol is allowed on the property. Yeah. Um, So when I joined... My pledge when my pledge so the pledge classes before me, John and Hyatt and those guys that I'm good friends with, they kind of like revived the house because like it was like going downhill. Like there were vacant rooms, some borders, yeah. And so my pledge class was like 28 people, and so it was like a huge influx of like very lively pe- and half of us were sophomores. So that was yeah yeah. So this influx of 28 people all of a sudden brought a lot of like life and energy to the house. And since and when that happened, like every semester it got better and better. Um, and like half the people in our house drank, the other half didn't. And that there were different factions. So like the people, that, it was really weird weird mix up because like half the people drank, the other half didn't. Um, Somewhere in this huge group of people, half of us were opposed to drinking in the house. The other half were were um, vehemently against being opposed drinking in the house. Yeah. 
because uh, we just clo- we just drink in our room all the time and have like girls over and party little parties in our room, but we always had to like watch out. Mm-hmm. People would knock on our door, and in junior year we installed a peephole in our door so we could see who was outside our door because we had this huge ass room. Yeah, um, it was a weird dynamic, but it was a lot of fun. We still drank in the house for sure all the time. Yeah, because we had just gotten off. I I think we were only dry for maybe two years. Oh yeah, and we ended up getting our wet status back my senior year but that was that was one of those things where we were dry i think i was living in the house for one year while we were dry and like everyone fucking drank in the rooms anyway it wasn't like there was any i mean people would do it one way there was a our our president was pretty like don't let me don't let me catch you kind of thing yeah um he was and he would be pretty strict when it came to penalizing people who were stupid enough to be like leaving their doors open while they were doing. Oh yeah, shit. we didn't do that. We lock our shit. Oh we, yeah, we totally. actually we bought a new doorknob so that nobody in the house would have copies of the key to the original doorknob. Oh, so we okay. put in a new doorknob. I I don't think we put a deadbolt in. I think we almost did. I don't recall. We renovated our bathrooms while I was there, and that was, I mean, there was oh my maybe like half a million dollars into the into fraternity house bathrooms. They were, for the first week, they were the nicest bathrooms I'd, I'd seen anywhere. Right. Like, seriously. They, and, and back then, too, this was, what, 2009-ish? Yeah. Uh, so this was state-of-the-art, you know, the hand swipe. Oh, okay. Technology yeah. and for the urinals and stuff like that. It was just very, it was very sleek. The, they had showers in there, obviously, you know, with the new tile and brand new yeah. shower heads, new curtains, all this. And it was, it was sparkling brand new. By the end of the year, dude, it looked like just a hobo just taking a shit all <laughs> over the fucking walls and everything. It I don't know how that mess. happens because I remember always being fairly, like, it's not like I just haphazardly just take a piss all over the bathroom seat or anything weird like that. Like, that was I my was one frustration with living with, in that house, is that you never knew where bodily fluids were. Um, but my, our bathrooms were real <laughs> shitty, and then when I was living there, and then the next year they redid them, and they were really nice. So when I was living there, uh, they didn't even have shower heads, but it was like a tube. So like I would be taking a shower holding a fucking tube <laughs> in my hand, yeah. like... Pouring, putting water like all over my head, under my arms. Like it, I had to move the, I had held that the tube in my hand and like moved it around to get water all over. I mean, me. you think about it, we're kind of animals in that regard to the conditions so that we weird. do end up putting yeah. up with of the frat lifestyle. I mean, you know, the Sunday mornings where you just got shit everywhere. Yeah, drunk people passed out. We had. Um, I remember one night. Walks of shame. We had, on Monday, like, pledges just got done cleaning the whole house after our chapter meeting. And then, like, somebody sprayed someone with, like, Febreze. And then that person, like, took a bottle of Axe and, like, stabbed it with a screwdriver and threw it in their room and closed the door and I think didn't let him out. And then this this escalated so damn fast. Everyone just started going crazy, like, spraying axe or like cleaner any type of aerosol that you can get your hands on and there was just a war just everyone running around spraying each other with this shit and i think a a fire extinguisher got brought out also so like within probably 30 minutes after the whole house got cleaned some tiny little thing 
just blew up into this all-out war, I think, between, like, the first and second floor or something like that. And there's a picture of us now, like, there's a picture of us outside the house after it happened, like, all smiling, like, in one group photo. It was really great. See, I did not put up with that shit. Oh, don't, it was don't awesome. That's fun. That's, like, fun memories. <laughs> fun memories. Yeah. I was a pretty studious person after I joined a fraternity. I cared more about getting good grades than I did about anything else. My grades improved when I joined a fraternity. Same here, dude. I went to... I got two semesters. I got a 4.0. Oh, wow. I was damn proud, dude. And these were these were upper-level classes. These weren't, like, bullshit classes. Um, but that was thanks to the fraternity. There was the one other... There was one other religion major on all of our Greek street. And he was in our fraternity. And he ended up being my uh, pledge dad. So oh, wow. he, he ended up, you know, recommending the teachers that I should take. That those teachers ultimately ended up getting me into... Union Seminary, so oh, wow. it's it's weird the circle of coincidental events that take place, but yeah, man, I, I wouldn't trade my frat life for anything. I mean, it oh, was, no, it was totally a life changing. It was so great series of events. When people now are like, "Oh, so you pay for your friends?" I'm like, "Yeah, you can fuck off." <laughs> I mean, you just don't understand. You yeah, know? and you have to have a good experience too. I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily have great experiences when it comes to fraternities. It's hit or miss. You know, people, a lot of people have more complaints than others about their fraternity experience. Yeah. But I was, I was just so satisfied. I mean, the group, the group of people who were in my fraternity, yeah. the, the culture that was there, it was very like non in your face. Yeah. It was like, take it or leave it kind of with the party scene. Yeah. So it was like, I wasn't a partier myself, but like everyone else, I experimented. Mm-hmm. What is this other world like? And I got to be a part of that. So, and that's invaluable. Like, that's not something that you. Did can... you guys have parties at your house? We did after we uh, oh, okay. got, got wet again. Yeah, because we couldn't have parties at our house, but we did. We would uh, sponsor parties with other houses and like buy a you know a shit ton of beer and have it at like another house. Like, do a joint party. Yeah, and we we always had one like on a Thursday and a Saturday. Fiji Island, man. That was our that was our thing. That was the that was the campus party of the year. Yeah, Fiji Island. We would bus in or bring in truckloads of sand and put it in the parking lot. Yeah, make, the make ho- like uh, Fiji, the chapter at our uh, school, I think, did the same thing. Oh man, dude, such great memories. Yeah, college was pretty great. The damage that we did to our bodies back then, and the fact that we survived. I mean, we, <laughs> some people we don't, some crazy bro. Crazy shit, man. Some people like drink so much beer and eat so such shitty food and put on like 30, 40, 50 pounds and like never, never continue that those poor habits that they developed. Yeah. Uh, after college, um, did you guys have uh, your cafeteria? Ours was like you swipe. You get a certain amount of swipes. So you sw- like for a meal, like you go to the cafeteria, you the you swipe and you can like get whatever the hell you yeah, want while you're there. Style. Yeah, I know. Like I IU had like a point system, so like you can you spend your points on certain food. Yeah, it was so it's not like, like total buffet. The more you eat, the more you're gonna have to pay with your points. We had a weird system. We had the meal swipe cafeteria system, and then we also had like a hundred dollars or whatever you wanted to put in for uh, concession type. Yeah, things, or if you want to get one of the you know a sub, we had that stuff too. Like that. Yeah, if like the mini marts in the dorms yeah, or something. Exactly. Yeah, we only had I think two of those on campus, but we had 
You know, it was mediocre food. I've tasted worse. Yo, it was great. We had this this place called, like, On The Go, where you can just get items real quick to grab, and you can get up to five items with one swipe. Okay. Dude, you get, like, like half sandwich, soup, a soda, like, goldfish crackers, and, like, something else. It was, like, fucking great. I loved it. <laughs> we had, uh, we got our, our, we got a house cook, Mama Carol. She oh, really? was fucking nuts, man. Why? Well, she was... Was she nice nuts? She was cool nuts or, like, bad Yeah, nuts? she was, like, one of the guys, okay. basically. Uh, I, well, I, talk about, I talk a lot about her in my book. Uh, not a lot, but enough. But she was a character. I'm not going to go too much into that. Read the book. Read Everybody. the book. Read the yeah. book. Oh, I'm uh, tired of talking. I felt like I just did a lot of storytelling. You did, which is cool, because, I mean, I told you on the way over, I was just, I don't know what it is, I'm just feeling super... Oh, that's right. Super down. Yeah. So, not down, down, just, like, tired. Tired, ready to go to bed. Lethargic, yes. You know? Yeah. I'm, uh, well, I think that concludes everything. I feel pretty good. (laughs) I feel good. Kind of got confused in the beginning, like, duh, what are we going to talk about? Ooh. And then, sure enough, you can count on high school and college stories to pick things up, and all of a sudden, you know, 45 minutes later... We've got some stuff. We've got another episode. All right. Well, cool. Well, I don't know. What's your side off this time? Uh, I, have, my, I have no creativity. This is so frustrating. I can't tell you mine I was as I was Mine was going to be for you. This is a personal one for you, and that well, was going to be... Is this like a reflection? Because you're tired. I was going to say... I was gonna, I'm going to say sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. Get some rest, Ricks. Aw, thanks, Victor. Such a pal. Oh,